Alright, we are live. Uh, this is a special Gaming After Dark uh, kind of return episode, given we quit doing it. But uh, we wanted to discuss our Steam Deck impressions in the case of uh, Mondo here. Um, for me, I've had my Steam Deck, uh, I want to say since July. I think that's correct. So it's not much of an impressions for me. I've been living with the device um, for a few months now. And interestingly enough for me, well, I guess let's, uh, I'll let you start. What, what have you been playing? What, what's up with you? What, what, how do you feel about the device? Kind of. Yeah, I, um, as you know, I've only had it for a week, so I, Ended up getting it pretty late, and we could, we'll probably get into that. Uh, but I got a little. Oh, we're gonna later. get into that. We're gonna get <laughs> <Yeah>. into that. <laughs> I, figured, <laughs> I figured that was coming, but I got it a little bit later. I finally got the email, and honestly, like, man, I have to say, a week after the email came in, uh, that it was ready for you know to pay pay it off and get all that going. I got it within a week, so it was super quick. Um, they had like four, I think like four notices about their, um, the production being pushed up, which was great. Um, but yeah, no, I've had it for a week. I haven't played, um, too many games on it so far. Uh, I've been playing or finished binary domain. Great. Uh, as game. you know, I, as you know, yeah, I put, I put that off for a long time. Well, he was talking about playing it. I think as, give like in our last few episodes that we ever did, which was, I mean, quite a while it's over half a year ago i think now yeah i think so yeah yeah but i was talking about wrapping that up and then i had started it on the xbox and then you know they ended up allowing it to um the bc came out on the xbox one but i never got to it at that point either so i did finish it up on on steam deck and i mean it ran beautifully you know super clean i think i had it at 60 fps no problem um and it it just it was smooth. Like it felt good. Um, that was my, I think my first impression really with like, um, you know, anything above 360 capacity and up on it and it ran it without any issue. Uh, and it's super comfortable in your hands. So I was just like, probably played a good three hours of what was left of the game. Um, and yeah, man, it's just like incredible to be able to play that in the, in your hands. Um, other than that, you know, I've been playing Final Fantasy VI. Uh, I got that Pixel um, remaster on it, which I know you messaged me saying quit playing shit games, but it's a great that game. That was sarcastic, actually, in that <laughs> yeah. context. I was just yeah. giving you crap. It's a, it's a great game. And, um, again, just cool as hell to be able to play that and all the stuff that I already had on my, my Steam library that I never really got around to because, like I've told you, I work on my computer all day. I don't like to play on the computer. Um, it's just, I try to stay away from my PC because I'm at, you know, I'm at my desktop over eight hours a day. It's just a thing where I have to block that out uh, as much as I can. So I typically go for consoles, um, but I really feel like this could be that bridge for me where it kind of gets me back because I was a heavy PC gamer through high school uh, up until college really um i built 
my PC in like 2011, I think. And then um, I kind of stopped playing on PC maybe about a year and a half after that. Um, and then it kind of had its issues and I just was too lazy to fix it at that point. And then the motherboard went out and I just stopped caring. So that was the big reason why I just and let it go. Yeah, it's just like convenience, dude. Convenience, uh, the family side kicked in, you know, I have a kid and all that. And it's just like when you don't have that much time and you just want to play here and there, it's just a convenience thing. And I just can't see myself building anything at this point. So um, this is extremely convenient. Uh, I can take it with me, start it up here and there before work, um, after work as we're watching TV. So for me, it's like, this is like the perfect bridge for me um, and way to kind of get back into it, um, as you know. So yeah, that's what my first impressions are. Like, I love the piece. It's a freaking awesome handheld. Um, I think my favorite handheld before this, probably the Vita. Um, love the Game Gear 2, like way back in the day. Um, but in terms of modern uh handhelds go the vita i really enjoyed it uh and i thought the all-time that, greatest know, handheld was the sega nomad prior to the release of the steam deck but continue yeah i mean yeah i can i can see why for sure but it, you know at the end of the day like the game gear was freaking awesome um but well, the game really... gear was like the game gear was basically a portable master system yeah and the nomad was a portable genesis and the genesis was better than the master system i never had um I never had a nomad until like maybe a couple of years ago. So I didn't really. Oh, do you actually have one? I do. Yeah. I don't I have... have one. My brother had one. That yeah. Like I have has. all my memories with it are via him. I have every, every Sega uh, unit other than like a Pico and um, the Japanese. Um, what is it? The SU 1000 stuff, but I have everything master system and all. Um, but yeah, no, the Nomad is freaking awesome. I just had no experience with it as a kid. I remember seeing it. It was mind blowing. If you had access to that thing in like the late nineties, shortly after we got access to it, even in the early two thousands, it was still mind blowing to me. I think it was like 2000 when we got our hands on one. It's yeah, it's got a controller port and everything on it. So yeah, you, you, you like, we, we, we would go to hotel rooms, um, me and him, cause my mom had a job on the road. So she would bring us along sometimes. And we'd end up in these hotel rooms. You would do the TV out. The first control, first player used the actual Nomad. And then it had yep. a second controller port so that you could basically play two player games on the television set mm -hmm. anywhere, anywhere. It was like, it, it blew my freaking mind. I was like, holy crap. This thing was like, this is an actual home console. You take your Genesis carts, you slam them in. You know, because like the Game Gear was basically a master system, but you, it, you know, it had its own cartridges. You had to get a converter. Yeah. There was like a converter to play master system games on it, but it's like it was so clunky. Anyways, I'm yeah, and the TV tuner and all that too was super cool on the, on the Game Gear. Uh, I yeah, know that worked pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think like the the Nomad was like a Mega Jet with a screen on it, essentially. Basically, the Mega Jet yeah. was what they had on airplanes back in the day as well, which was the same concept. It was a controller that you could add a controller to it as well, and it had AV out and everything. So super cool. But again, just kind of lends itself to how ahead of the time Sega was for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, so anyway, the Steam Deck could very well become like my favorite handheld. It is... It it's in the running good. for me. It's it, so it is a game changer. Before we get into that, I want to get yeah. into 
couple things. Uh, well, one thing in particular. So I got mine in the beginning of July, and then this dumbass uh, <laughs> he pre-ordered within a few minutes after me. Yeah. And he comes to me, and keep in mind the pre the money you had to put down for the deck. Okay, was five dollars. Okay, this thing's cheaper than a subway footlong. All right, and he comes to me and he's like, "I'm gonna get a refund on his five dollars down. Like it's like it's really breaking the bank for him or something. Like he's not gonna be able to meet, meet his like electricity bill or something if he if he if he doesn't have his five dollars from his Steam pre-order. And mind you." The way the pre-order worked was it was $5. It was refundable cash, I think, if you did it within, like, a week or something. Yeah. And then after that, after that, it became refundable as store credit. So, like, who gives a crap? It's 5 bucks. Sit on it. You know, I just wait didn't it out. know it would take that oh, long. Oh, God. Oh, God. And Here I was go. like, and I kept telling myself, like, the justification right now. Oh, I don't need one right now. Oh, need one. One right now. Meanwhile, he's buying a PS5, folks. At the same yeah, time, all this is happening. He's buying a, a PlayStation 5, which has like almost like an almost indiscernibly like the difference between its library and the Xbox's library is almost nil. Mind you, obviously, the PlayStation has like slightly more exclusives. But when I say slightly, I mean like two or three exclusives worth talking about, like Demon Souls, a remake. And, you know, maybe Ratchet and Clank, I guess. But anyway, yeah. so like, but there's like, like he's buying, this is a guy who's whinged on endlessly about how weak the Switch is. And all these people in the Discord, oh, the Switch sucks because it's not powerful and, and yada, yada, yada. And this thing finally shows up. And it's like, hey, this is like the closest thing to no compromises that, basically has existed for a long time because whether you he says he likes the vita the vita had compromises the playstation yeah. portable had compromises folks to be a, a mobile handheld game uh gaming console the nintendo switch it had compromises they've all had compromises and that's why i raised the nomad too is because the nomad was the last hand major handheld gaming console that had no compromises you know, people are always like, "Oh, the battery life sucked." No shit. It's because it was no compromises. That's the that's like the that's the tr there there is a compromise still. The compromise is, hey, you can play this home console game literally in the case of the Nomad on the go, but it's it's going to be a little bit spendy on the Energizer batteries. You know, it's gonna it's gonna cost you a little bit of a penny to play your Streets of Rage two, circa nineteen ninety seven, on the go. Okay. So, whatever. The point is, is that basically, you know, then then I get my Steam Deck. Okay, I get my Steam Deck. And there are a couple things I want to say. First of all, I expected... I went in, I was excited about the device. It was probably the most excited I've been about a device, a tech device, in a long time. Probably since... Probably since the Switch, to be honest. Um, I want to for say real. You were that excited about the Switch? I was pretty excited about the Switch, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, it, it's been at least like half a decade, basically, since I was more than that. But I, it was also tempered, and what I mean by tempered is, 
there's a, there were things that were kind of sitting at the back of my head about what the deck would be. First of all, it's running on Linux, not Windows. I knew you could put Windows onto it, of course. It's PC. You can put whatever, you know, you can do a ton of things to it if you want. But I didn't really want to tinker with it much. I just, you know, I don't mind tinkering with a desktop, but tinkering with like a little handheld thing and having to put it into a dock and all this stuff. If I had to tinker a ton with that, I didn't know how much that was going to interest me. Um, and, you know, so it was running Linux. I was like, okay, how many, how are the games going to work? I knew about protondb.com and I could see, you know, I was also wondering, you know, how much of a performance impact is there going to be? I was, I had all these kind of like lingering concerns about the device. How bad is the battery going to be when you're playing, you know, games, even if you try to scale down the settings, um, you know, I had all these little, little kind of concerns at the, at the periphery of my excitement for the device. So I tempered the expectations and I kind of went in, got my hands on the device and I had, I had expectations that I think were reasonable, but they, they had been tempered and the thing freaking blew me away. Like it, at the time that I got my device, just to give you an idea, when it was on the way to my house, I they were going. I uh, me and Mondo both got the base unit, three ninety nine in U.S. dollars, and those units were going for over seven hundred dollars on eBay. And so yeah. while it was on the way to my house, I thought to myself, you know, maybe I should just list the thing, make a couple hundred bucks, and pre-order like just order another one and then wait for it. And so I was like, that's what I was thinking to do. I was thinking to scalp it. And I, it got here, and I was just too curious. I was like, okay, what would be the price? Like, what would it be the, the what, how much would it lower the value on eBay if I opened it just to check it out? And it, it was only going to lower the value like twenty or thirty dollars. It really wasn't a meaningful impact. So I, I opened it up and I started checking it out. I downloaded a couple of games, started playing them, and I was immediately stunned by the UI, uh, the the build quality. And that was one of my other concerns was like Valve's a pretty small company. You know, they're not a big company in the grand scheme of things. I think they're about 600 employees or something like that. They're not a big company. And I just didn't, there was part of me that like thought like, oh, they're not going to be able to pull off the fit and finish. Um, and that this is going to be really more of like a kind of a tinkerer's device, which yet again, I don't mind tinkering. I, Obviously, I have a gaming desktop. I did not give up on my gaming desktop. I rebuilt it a couple of years ago. Uh, and, you know, I've consistently updated my gaming desktop through the years. But I don't really have much interest in, like, tinkering with, like, a laptop or, yeah. like, a, like, anything other than my desktop, basically. Like, anything else other than my desktop, I don't really want to tinker with. And, um, you know, much for the same reason, I think, as you. I've got a full-time job. I, you know, this, I, when I have gaming time, I want to focus, I want to play video games. I don't really want to tanker mm -hmm. and uh, I don't mind doing it on my desktop to some extent, just cause I'm used to it and I know what's probably going to go wrong or whatever. And, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, no, I started going on essentially in, in the discord about how good the device was. And I think that sort of tempted you back into the <laughs> that sort of brought you back into the fold like six uh, months later 
Uh, and then somebody sold their PS5 because there weren't enough games for it. Yeah. I ended and, up selling uh, it for a good profit, though, so I have to say I can't complain too much. No, so. yeah, they were still they're still uh, kind of hard to come by. But the so the thing yeah. is, is like the Steam Deck, you know, basically I cracked it open, I started playing games, and I was like, I can't sell this. I I cannot sell this even for a profit. Like waiting even a few more months for this thing, it's not worth it to me. Like it's worth it to me to have it now and lose out on a few hundred dollars versus have to wait a few more months to get it again because it was uh, you know the games i installed right off the bat i think the first one i messed with was sonic mania and then which of course is not like a technical showcase but it ran flawlessly yeah. of course um and then the next game that i had been meaning to beat for years and i had just not gotten around to was metal gear rising and uh or revengeance whichever you prefer since they changed the title of it but the uh yeah. Nonetheless, um, it played yet again perfectly. I beat the game uh, with the deck. I beat it, and I was only I was not very far into it. And I think this is another thing: is this like the the seamless save syncing between your desktop and the deck is a huge deal. Um, I proceeded to kind of go on a string of beating games on this thing. So I, I like at the time that I bought it, there was shortly at, or the time shortly after it arrived, I bought Rise. Uh, son of rome which is never a game that i cared about but it was like two bucks it was you know uh, supposedly a good show uh, showcase for the deck and indeed it was yeah. uh, i installed it it ran at a very stable frame rate on very high settings at the target resolution and i couldn't believe the fidelity of this thing in my hands i just could not believe it and um you know, from there I went into Guruman, which I've been meaning to beat for a long time. Also, not a technical showcase. Uh, and then I went into Call of Juarez, which was significant to me because it was an FPS. This is obviously a dual analog device. It does have a touchscreen. It does have the touchpads. But I played it with the dual analogs and then the capacitive gyro enabled. And I've never been a big fan of gyro, and I feel like this is another sort of innovation of this device that I would be surprised if we don't see carried into other devices uh, after having been exposed to it. So one of my issues with gyro, particularly, I think, you know, I think most people, when they think of gyro, they probably think of Nintendo uh, implementations yep. of gyro. Yep. Never gyro, been yep. crazy. Never been crazy about it because <laughs> the thing is with Nintendo, they don't, they, it's not easy to stop the gyro once you've started the gyro. So let's say you're playing on like your 3DS or your Switch and you want to use the gyro, but you only want to use the gyro briefly. And then you want the gyro to stop, right? That's, and then you, let's say you want to change your viewing angle of the screen or just adjust because you want to be more comfortable. And all of a sudden you adjusted it, the gyro's off now. Now you've, now you've, you know, you've moved the aiming reticle or whatever you were doing, the camera. And, you know, now that you're not aimed in the direction you wanted to be after you got it all, you know, honed in the way you wanted. Yeah. And that was kind of a my a frequent occurrence with me and Nintendo's implementations of gyro. What for those of you who don't know what the Steam Deck offers is, first of all, uh, the controller configurations are ridiculous. I mean, it's it's absolutely obscene. There's all these uh, community templates that are you can share with people. 
there's official templates, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the thing is, there's a specific functionality where with the analog stick, you can enable uh, basically capacitive touch so that all you have to do is you just put down your thumb on top of the analog stick. You're not pushing on the analog stick. You're not pressing down on the analog stick. Your thumb is just resting on the analog stick. And you can set it up so that the gyro basically is only enabled when your thumb is resting on the analog stick. And then after you've had a bit of time to adjust to this, it's very easy to just let off the analog stick and then adjust the console without moving the can without in this case call of Juarez, without moving the aiming reticle so i was once i got used to it it was like okay big broad movements with the analog stick and then when i'm trying to come in for my headshot no longer pushing on the analog stick just resting my thumb on the analog stick and then slight adjustment with the gyro pull the trigger and it was highly effective for me, um, and I usually cannot really mess around with dual analog FPS games. So that was kind of why Call of Juarez, you know, it was a game I had had sitting around. I, honestly, I'd never really intended to beat it, but it was like a you know short FPS, and I thought, well, this it would be a good sh kind of demo to figure out whether yeah. FPS will work for me on this device, and it did. Um, and then I went and enabled it in Halo Master Chief Collection. It worked there really well. So it's it's uh it's another kind of like feature of this device that I've not seen elsewhere that I would be surprised if we don't see implemented in com competing devices in the future. Um other games I've beaten, I be finally got around to beating Knights into Dreams. I'm a major Sega fan, so it's kind of embarrassing that I've never beaten Knights into Dreams cuz it's Damn, not a very bro. long game. Not bro. a very long game. Uh, and the Windows port is kind of frowned upon because I believe it's 30 FPS cap, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> and also, I think there's some issues with the... Uh, I believe that the analog controls map to like eight-way directional pad controls, but whatever, that's fine. I, I beat the game. I had a good time. I had been meaning to do it forever. Gurumin was a game that I had been uh, meaning to beat, or at least play and give a shot. It gets kind of old by the end, but I, I like it. It's It was... Uh, it's Nihon Falcom, and it's um, maybe Nihon Falcom. I think it might have been Nihon Falcom. Did they dev or did they publish? And then I think it, I think it was published by Mastiff, if I'm not mistaken. Let's check. We're going to check right now. Look at us checking. All right. Yeah, it's Nihon Falcom slash Mastiff, according to Steam. Anyway, so uh, my main issue with it is they kind of do some fake crap at the end to extend it. Um. Uh, as far as they like basically just reverse maps so you just end up playing mirrored versions right. of earlier maps which kind of sucked but That's it had really a cute annoying. story and some really great music and uh i would you know it was a nice change of pace and that's another thing is i've been playing a lot of uh japanese games on this device i've been uh, about to finish katamari damashi rerolled uh which is a game that i had also intended to always play going back to even the original ps2 release and just never gotten around to um i'm like seven to ten hours into dragon's dogma which is another game that i always had always intended to uh play encountering very few issues at this point i'm trying to think of issues i've encountered due to the deck on any of these games really none uh dragon's dogma uh supposedly skips a couple of cutscenes i just ended up watching them on youtube and most of the cutscenes play i don't know why those cutscenes don't play um 
uh, Luminous. I got Luminous remastered, and funnily enough, uh, I bought Luminous at the PSP's North American launch, and it's been quite the time machine, and it's kind of interesting having it early on in the deck's lifespan and then ha ha thinking back to when the PSP came out, which was also a device that kind of pushed the boundaries in terms of portable systems. Yeah. And, um, you know, even though it did have compromises, like I said earlier, uh, chiefly I, I, the single analog stick was kind of a, a boneheaded move. But nonetheless, um, Illuminous is a great game. I've been playing that off and on. That's kind of my go-to game right now for when I just have, a, like, you know, 20 minutes here or there to play something. Um, and then uh, we, we, both of us, and we are probably going to finish it <laughs> probably by tomorrow we both bought uh Kane and lynch too because it was like a dollar on humble and it had online co-op and i thought well that'll be like a good opportunity to kind of play online together uh on the deck and give that kind of a run for its money what have you thought about that process so far dude it's been freaking seamless right like <laughs> i know we were we were joking about how every time we play xbox together like he'd be on pc i'd be on my xbox like let's play some halo and someone's mic doesn't work or we can't connect and be on the same party it's something always happens or we have to make adjustments and quit the game and come back and invite me back to your party this was quick right like it was it's an oh, the voice game. chat worked yeah, yeah the, the voice, voice chat, chat worked instantaneous like it was instant uh, at least via steam yeah, the voice chat was, like, immediate, and we had no problems with it. I mean, we had, like, maybe an error or two on the connection side to play the game, but, I mean, it's a it's a pretty old game. So, I think I expected to have bigger problems. Uh, we probably had the game, what, crash or have an issue with me maybe twice. Well, we played, what, maybe three and a half hours, but, yeah, man, it's... And it's not even a fully supported game. It's not right. a, like it's not a it's like rated as playable. So for those of you who don't know, there's like verified playable. And then like, you know, the, the there's a lot of games that aren't even rated that frankly work perfectly. But nonetheless, um, and I'll get to a game. I, I've only out of all the games I've played so far, there's there's two that I've had issues with. Uh, and I'll talk about those in a second. But yeah, Kane and Lynch, too. I want to say something on that. Uh, it's been largely seamless, as Mondo specified. It's also not uh not bad. Not a tear. It's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'm kind of playing it and wondering, like, why, why did it get trashed yeah. as badly as it did? I, I guess you know. I guess the GameSpot review just kind of overshadowed the whole thing. <laughs> That's all I can think. Um, yeah, I it's agree. really no, not a, not a bad game, and the, especially for the time fun. it was released, and we've been having fun with it. Um, we're going to finish it soon. It's, it is pretty short. It's pretty short. I would say, cause I mean, gosh, like he said, three hours and we're almost, I think we've got like less than two hours left. Yeah. Yeah. We played for like three hours. So it's, it's approximately like a five hour campaign, which I guess if you drop 60 bucks back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a little bit annoying. That'd be annoying. <laughs> I, pre I prefer shorter games, but when I say shorter, I mean like 10 to 15 hours. Yeah, same here. I was surprised, but the way the story was starting to like wrap up, we were, we were pretty quick to 
to assume like I think we're almost done with this game, and and then you looked it up, and sure enough, we had like four hours. Died, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's but... less than that. It's less than that. It's like two <laughs> levels. Yeah, it was super short, but I honestly, dude, I was having so much fun with it that I kind of like was overlooking how um how quick the pace was and how we were almost done with it. Um, it's it's a lot better than I thought. In terms of presentation, too, like it's kind of unusual, and it's kind of yeah. it's surprisingly dark. I kind of it's don't think they would dark. do the storyline they did for it today. I really don't. No, no. pretty unlikely. Um, yeah. Have you had issues with any games so far that you've tried? So far, no. Um, I've played, I've played a handful of games that I've installed anyway. Um, Final Fantasy, obviously, old game ran fine. Chrono Trigger ran fine. Uh, Binary was perfect. Um, I also have Assassin's Creed. I forget which one ran perfectly fine. Um, and then, geez, what was it? Oh yeah, and Duke Nukem. Um, Forever Which, or 3D? Uh, forever. Perfect. Runs fine. No issues at all. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Like I said, I've did been you ever beat that game? To... No, man, I never did. Um, I just, I bought it on PC a long time ago and just never played it. So this was, that was my first time starting it. Um, interesting. I start. beat that game. <laughs> I beat that game. Did you like it? Um... I know you're a forever. huge 64 fan or uh no three 3D. 3D. Uh yeah. Yeah, the Duke Nukem 3D is probably my favorite FPS ever made. <laughs> um but the Forever um uh, Forever was uh believe it or not it was my it was my initial exposure to the franchise um as far as playing through a game. What really? I found interesting, yes, it was. And <laughs> what was interesting to me about Forever was it is a bad game. I'm going to be 100% honest. It's a, definitely a bad game. Uh, it is not well made. But if you approach it a certain way, then it is worth playing, uh, especially if you're a fan of Duke. Um, and the way that you need to approach it is like, hey, this is like a museum of dated design concepts because essentially each part of the game is lifted very obviously from something else that was coming out at whatever time. And mm. so since the game had this like crazy long dev cycle, and I mean, it's been years since I played it. It's been like probably, I mean, God, when did it come out? I want to say like 2013 or Yeah, or I think so. It's like, it was 13. Yeah, and so it was like, it's been like eight years or something since I played through it. But what I remember was like, you could very visibly see the influences from other franchises. And then you were like, wow, this game has been in development that long because like <laughs> one of the ones I still remember is it very, it had like an entire level that was just flat out aping Metroid prime. No and, uh, and so it was like, okay, yeah. Like this game was in development in like 2001 or 2002 and so and so on the team probably george broussard uh allegedly um uh was like uh, you know obsessed with whatever game he had played and thought that they should incorporate whatever element uh and allegedly he kept doing that and hence the game kept <laughs> getting delayed so um you know but uh if you approach it as like a museum piece 
it's it's playable, and I think it's worth playing if you're a fan of Duke Nukem. Um, okay. So games that I've had issues with. So the first one I want to specify is uh, Bionic Commando Rearmed. Oh man, that game sucked. Uh, I think you're thinking of the the new game. Rearmed is the. Oh, never mind. Yeah, sorry. Talking about the. Uh, for the record. Horrid. Yeah, Bionic Commando itself, the new title from like 2010 or whatever that was, 2008, I think, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, that one actually was playable, but it was so uninteresting, I uninstalled it because mm-hmm. I, I just. So anyway, I, the rearmed, oh, rearmed was the remake, okay. and I had wanted to play that for a while. I installed it didn't run like, like at all couldn't get it to run uh, allegedly you can with some tankering uh, but I had other games that didn't require tankering and that I also wanted to play so I moved on and um, the other one is Tembo the Badass Elephant which <laughs> is like a for long forgotten uh, Game Freak title Game Freak for those of you who don't know is the developer of the Pokemon games Yep. Um, and uh, they made like a platformer with Sega. Sega published it called Tembo, and it really did not light the world on fire. Um, so um, it was it was okay. I, I played a bit of it on my desktop years and years ago when I first bought it, and just never went back to it. And I was like, huh, you know, it'd probably be a good device on the deck. Supposedly, it worked based on Proton DB, and it does work until you have a save file and then once you have a save file if you quit the game and try to reload it it crashes so and if you delete the save file then it launches successfully so it definitely seems to be linked to it's something it's having weird. to do with the save file so <clears throat> i don't know why the save file breaks it uh yet again had other games to play uh right now i mean like i said luminous katamari damashi i'm, I'm still working on those two Kanan lynch 2 will finish tomorrow and then i'll probably start focusing on Dragon's Dogma again uh, as my big game. And I'm almost done with Katamari, uh, which is also a great game, by the way. Really freaking good game and should have played it a long time ago. Uh, So uh, overall, though, my impressions of the device, I've been with it since the beginning of July. So I'm going on four months. Uh, If you are into handheld gaming at all, I don't know how I have people who I know who act like they're into handhelds and then they kind of don't demonstrate much interest in the deck. I legit don't know. That's crazy to me. It is such a good device. It is such a crazy good price point. Yeah. Um, the battery life, given what you throw at it, I mean, even on Rise, I think, when <clears> it was at the most demanding parts of the game, it was still getting over two hours. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you're playing something less demanding, like Nights into Dreams or Luminous or what have you, it, it, it battery life is quite a quite a bit longer. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think it, the battery life is awful, given the quality of the experience. Um, I do use a, the 40 FPS cap that's built into the system um, to try and, you know, get a little more juice out of the battery. Uh, I don't think the device takes too long to charge. Nope. I think the device is frankly kind of a game changer and i i could see you know i i 
I think probably well over 80% of my gaming time could be spent on this thing going forward. I mean, it, right now it's probably higher than that, to be honest. I, I don't play really anything on anything else right now for the since I've gotten it. So for the past like quarter, effectively, Damn. I've only really played on deck. The only thing I'm still playing on my desktop is uh, I play Rocksmith. You've ditched the Switch, huh? I've not touched anything on Switch, and there's games I've been wanting to play on Switch, but it's yeah. the deck is it is just too compelling of an offering. The fact that you buy your games once, you have it on your desktop, and you can run it, you can run it maxed out settings. You can play the best version of the game that exists on your desktop, yeah. and then you can play a downscaled version that's not that bad, still looks pretty damn good on your Steam Deck. The save sinks between the two platforms. And, you know, as I've gotten older, I don't care so much how the games look as long as they're smooth, they're playable, and I'm comfortable while playing them. And that's kind of, over the past few years, I gravitated towards handhelds. I gravitated, I really was liking my 2DS, I was liking my 3DS, I was liking my Switch, and, you know, but the issue I always had with those platforms was like, I'm going to buy the game for this thing, and then... Like it's tied to that platform. Whereas when I buy yeah. a game on PC, I've got it 10 years down the line and I can just click reinstall. I mean, one of the games I'm thinking about replaying uh, on the deck or trying to anyways, is Renegade Ops, which is a game. I mean, I don't even remember when Renegade Ops came out. I want to say it was like 2013 or something or 2012. And, you know, it was like 2011. Okay. So it was 2011. And, you know, nobody, not very many people probably remember that game. It was a twin stick top down shooter um, that, that was uh, developed by Avalanche and published by Sega. And, you know, you could play as uh, there, there were like three characters you could pick from. And then Gordon Freeman was also in it actually with the freaking Dodge Charger. Oh, interesting. But I didn't know that. The, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a fun ass game and i beat it way back when it came out and i haven't beat it since or even played it since and i thought huh twin stick shooter you know it's gonna the thing is i do feel the device has like it has a certain wheelhouse so anything that's 2d obviously plays totally fine yep but the stuff i feel best about playing it on it is like the stuff that was like targeting ps3 and 360 because it just runs like maxed out no frame dips it's like it is you know mind you the game it can play stuff like I mean it, it uh, Digital Foundry did a comparison and at the target resolution of each respective system it doesn't perform it, it performs like a hair worse than the Xbox Series S which is just freaking crazy I mean that's crazy it's it is essentially a current gen home console that's effectively what it is mm -hmm. on the go. No compromises. Battery life is okay. It's not as bad as the Sega Nomad. Let's put it that way. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, I mean, it just plays wonderfully. And the, it's, I, I have two critiques of it, I think. Uh, and I've kind of discussed these. Uh, the first is that uh, I do think 800p as the resolution versus 720p is not, I don't, I don't understand the point of that. I think that, you know, I think they could have gone 720p and had. I, I just don't. I don't. I don't see the point of 1280 by 800 because, in because some games don't play so nice with the 16 by 10 aspect ratio. 
uh, versus 16 by nine. So there's that. I do think that that was kind of a misstep. Uh, and then the other thing that I would say is I feel like the highest end model, the top tier model, I feel like it should have had an OLED screen. Yeah. And, you know, we discussed this and I think, you know, a lot of people think like, oh, maybe I, that's another reason for them to use 720p is because I think that eight, that 1280 by 800 might have limited them on the supply side of who was manufacturing those panels. Right. Um, going with a little more of a like common 16 by 9 aspect ratio, 1280 by 720. Um I think would have been conducive to them finding an OLED panel. You know, I'm not saying that's why they didn't have an OLED panel, but I just think, I don't know. I think they should have had an OLED panel on the highest end model. And to be honest with you, if next gen, if they did that, if they had like, you know, the base model, I, I really think they should try to keep that 399 price point on the base model. It's just such a compelling value. Uh, it's a no brainer at three ninety nine. It really is. It's don't buy a PlayStation Five. Don't buy an <laughs> Xbox. Do not buy. Please don't buy a Switch OLED. Which, yeah. By the way, Switch crap. Switch OLED is three forty nine, folks. It's a fifty dollar yeah. difference. And I like an OLED panel as much as the next guy, but an OLED panel does not make up for that horse power difference. It does not. Okay, it doesn't. So. Uh, nor in terms of like just the comfort of the device, like uh, Mondo was saying, like, you know, one of the things I found bewildering when they were debuting the device, people were like, oh, it looks so bulky and uncomfortable. I'm like, literally one of the problems with the PSP and the PS Vita and the Switch is that like, there's nothing to grip. How would adding controller grips, they sell controller grip accessories for those things. Like, Mm -hmm. because that is more comfortable for a lot of people. This thing is like, you know, it's heavier than the Switch. It's bigger than the Switch. And at no point to me when I'm playing, it doesn't feel like, oh, wow, this is unbearable. And the reason for that yeah. is explicitly because of those controller grips and, and the fact that this thing's actually got some meat to hang on to. And it's exceptionally well balanced, too, as well. It's super comfortable. So, yeah, the final critique. So the critiques I have are probably should have gone with 720p. Um should have, I would say, offered an OLED panel on the highest end model and very minor, but I do think Steam Pal was a better name than Steam Deck. But Steam anyway. Pal? <laughs> yeah, that was like the code name for it. No um, shit, I didn't hear that. Yeah. That's pretty so, good. Are, yeah. What do you think? Are you have any critiques so far? Um no, not really. I mean I so far it's been good. I, I actually connected it to uh um, what is that? I have like a USB C to HDMI, so I was able to plug it into my TV with a with a Bluetooth Xbox controller, and it worked perfectly. So, yeah, like anytime I'm waiting for the dock to hit at some point too, so I can. Have you looked at the aftermarket like ones, or you're gonna wait for? Not the yet. Ones? Yeah, I'll probably just wait for the official. I know you told me there's some pretty good ones for like thirty, thirty-five bucks. Um, you know, if, if the official's way too expensive, then I might just get the a third party one but yeah man like it's there's nothing that i that i can complain about it so far um it's definitely worth the value like you said 399 um you just have to worry about your space obviously but i haven't played any you just any get a really big card. games you don't 
You just yeah, exactly. Like, I don't, I don't plan to play any massive games on it anyway. So I should be able to fit quite a bit into this two fifty six I got. So, um, and if you need, it's a you lot of get another one. Yeah, it's just a lot of three sixty type games that likely I'll be playing on it anyway. Um, here and there, I'll probably play like a Rise or something that might need more. Space, Are you gonna try but, to beat FF six um, on it or? Yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the, uh, you know, that is an additional critique, I guess, that I just, that just, you know, talking about the dock, the dock should be out by now. I think that's yeah. kind of a, a, a screw up on Valve's part. And a lot of people, they did show it at Tokyo Game Show. Right. Um, Tokyo Game Show, they put on a huge, really <laughs> it nice was booth. huge. Yeah. yeah it was a really good booth. I think they had something like 400 consoles on hand for people to test it. Allegedly a pretty positive reception. Right. Um, you know, uh, Smart. but the dock should be out. Um, you know, the fact that we're still kind of, and we don't know, I don't even think they've, they definitely haven't announced a price. I don't believe as of yet. No, so, and I don't even think they've given a date for it, which is kind of like, okay, so there's all these aftermarket solutions and there's nothing necessarily wrong with those, but I just feel like it should be out. And, I would say the reason that a lot a lot of people have theorized that the reason that the dock isn't out yet is because on the operating system level, the deck still doesn't do a great job of transitioning to like a monitor. It doesn't do like, you know, it doesn't automatically increase the resolution, or at least it didn't when it first came out. I think they might have released a patch that updated this, I think, within the past week and made it a little more fluid. But uh, it definitely feels like the dock isn't happening right now because of the fact that it's not as fluid as it could be to dock the system. I mean, it would be great if they could get to the point where it was like switch where you dock it and it just poof, it pops right up really nice yeah. and simple. And um, so, yeah. Um, with that said, uh, the one the, the, the we do have some news. Just we're not going to do a full news <laughs> yeah. podcast. This was mostly about the deck, but we did want to did want to mention. It's kind of assessed that this device is sold maybe, according to Play Tracker, about one point six million units. It's important to note um, that it's been back ordered that entire time, and I, I do think right. that's probably above Valve's expectations for the device. Um, you know, this is not. This is not a Switch competitor. People who are thinking this is like a competitor to Switch, it's not. It's it's it wasn't intended that way. I don't think they ever intended it that way. You know, so uh, doesn't need to sell Switch numbers to be successful. Uh, additionally, Sackboy is coming to PC on October twenty seventh. So Sony's bringing another one of their exclusives, and many of those exclusives will be fully playable on your deck if should you buy one. So why buy a PlayStation Five? Build the desktop, yeah, buy a deck, don't make them call it a day. Yeah, don't make them mistake. <laughs> Please they, look. I will say it was it had a pretty a decent game or two on it, so I will say that. But I didn't play much of it at all, uh, and that's why I sold it. I didn't play it much at all. There's it's kind of pointless when you have an Xbox as well. So I can't complain though. I made some good money on it. Um, Do you think but, so? Percentage wise, percentage wise, yeah. before we get to the the good news of the podcast additional good news of the podcast um yeah. percentage wise okay so for me i see myself looking forward deck 85 90 percent um on the deck 
in terms of my gaming time, what are you kind of seeing right now for yourself and what do you see looking forward? Ooh, that that's a good question. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, I think it will depend on how it handles like newer releases, right? Um, cause there's going to be some newer games that I'll probably want to play. Like for instance, you know, there's going to be like the latest of certain games that I have to go back to console for like the NHL games that come out every year. Um, I get them every year. So I'll be playing that. Um, lately it's definitely been like 80s, 80 deck, 20% Xbox for like the last week. Will that change? Probably, but. I think I'm going to just stick to these two going forward. Um, the Xbox, I have to go back to it. Cause like, like I said, there's certain games that I'll have to get on it. Um, but I, I'm like, I don't have time during the week. I think that's the biggest factor, right? Is I don't have time to be sitting and playing a game. Um, you know, I'm working all day. Wife comes home with my kid and we take her to, her classes and all these other things. So at the end of the day, as we're winding down, like that's generally when we're watching TV and I'll be playing. So, and that's what I used to do on my laptop too at times was I was playing stuff on it and would be watching TV. So all in all, I think that's going to take up more of my time um, playing on the deck now. Cause I don't really need my laptop anymore, which is freaking awesome. I was just, yeah, it's annoying to put that on your lap and not to play that way. So I sleep function on it. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I can see it being like 60% deck, 40x box going forward. Even even the big deal. I think, yeah, I think that's you might be underestimating because the the first thing I want to say as far as current releases, the game handles Elden Ring, it handles Cyber, or excuse me, the, the deck handles Elden Ring, it handles Cyberpunk 2077. Um, Obviously, games will inevitably become more demanding. I do think Valve is probably going to refresh yeah. this thing like every two years, which is fine by me because I'll just sell the previous one and then upgrade probably. Yeah, I think I, I see myself upgrading this device on the regular because I literally think this is going to be my main method of gaming going forward. And I think if if you I figure if you sell the previous device, you know we'll see what prices look like. But I think the device could hold its value. Okay, um, especially because it's so maintainable. Um, you know, the, but the other thing I wanted to note about what you just said with not having a ton of time, and I alluded to it earlier with like luminous, but I just literally keep luminous, dude, I pause luminous and I put the thing into sleep, pop it, pop it on, play for 20 minutes. And it's like that ability, which the switch offered the 3ds offered leads me to gaming on those devices more, but usually a console is not as a console or a PC, it's just not as easy to do that. You know what I mean? Like on PC, you can alt tab out of stuff, but then you've just got this thing running in the background. You can suspend the application technically, but you got to go into task manager and then you got to hope that it doesn't break when you do that. and Yada, yada, yada. So it's like my thing, my suggestion to you is, you know, if you're playing a game, just put it into sleep. And if you have like a 30 minute, you know, if you finish your lunch and you got an additional 30 minutes in your lunch break, boom, power it on and you're, you know, roll for another 20 minutes on that. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. Really, like before work, I'll just kick it up for like 30 minutes. If I'm taking a break, 
I'll just kick it up for like 15 minutes, you know, just kind of in between. And that's kind of how I envision my time with it. End of day as well. Uh, weekends uh, too. It I mean, works great in time. bed for me too. It, like yeah. in bed. I've, I've been playing it in bed a ton <clears throat> when I wind down. And uh, yeah. So. I think it's going to get, it's just going to keep progressing from there, I think. But um, it's really going to be like games that, I can't get like on the Xbox too. There's a lot of Japanese games that won't get ported, like a ton of them that only PlayStation and the Switch will get and Steam. So this is going to be my way of getting those. Uh, like the Ogre Battle um, Tactics Ogre game that's coming out. PlayStation, remake, yeah. Switch, right, and Steam. Deck is going to get that for me because I don't have a PlayStation anymore. So I really want to get Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> yeah, that would be a good one. So it'll be that good blend for me to be able to get those games on the go. Um, but I can see it just really being uh, my go-to next to the Xbox. Yep. All right, right, man. Let's get to that bit of news that you're real excited about. Um, good news. And, he, and, and he's leaving it to me to announce, of course. Uh, yeah, because you like this crap. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, Stadia is officially closing. Uh as Yay. everyone kind of expected would happen at some point, given Junk. that they've done like nothing substantial for a long time. Um, yeah, so January 2023 is the official cutoff date. They're just going to shut it all down. Uh, they already closed the store like immediately after announcing uh, that, you know, they'd be cl- they'd be winding down. Uh, you cannot purchase anything anymore. Um, I think their pro might be gone even, which was like their monthly sub. Um, but I will say the only positive to take out of this is that they're going to be giving out refunds. So Uh I cannot, there's no way Nintendo would do this. There's just no way they're going to give people their money back. If you purchase through their Google store, any of their hardware, meaning, you know, a Chromecast, a controller, uh, the founder editions, any games that you purchase digitally, um, any DLC, um, they're going to eventually send out an email to let people know how uh, you can get your money back. So I will 100% be taking them up on that. Uh, I didn't spend a whole lot. I think I spent like maybe 120 bucks. Um, and one of those games was Resident Evil, um, Resident Seven. Evil 8. Oh, eight. Eight. yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah and it, it was because they gave me like a free, um, a premiere edition, I think is why I did it. So yeah, I'll be getting, you know, I'll be getting my money back. So at least there's that. Um, look, I liked the platform. It was good. It just didn't have a, a future. It didn't really have a purpose. There was nothing. All their first, their first party studio closed down like a year after they had brought it up. Jade Raymond left. They had no vision. They didn't want to spend the money. Um, reportedly you know as soon as microsoft started buying up studios it freaked them out uh and they just started canning everything so they had spent millions to get ubisoft games on their platform um and that's why they were getting the latest assassin's creed but i think for me like as soon as i heard mirage wasn't coming i knew something was like up because they'd gotten everything to that point um and you knew like it's only a matter of time so it's official. It's closing uh, three, four years. I think it had, you know, not a whole lot of time, but it's the typical 
Google you know, time frame. So it's over, man. That's it. It was fine. It worked fine. I know people. No, nah, it was drunk. Cloud. Cloud's dumb. You should have, you should, people should buy a Steam fine. Deck instead of yeah. wasting time with Cloud. I still like it on the Xbox. No downloads. Quick. It it's did kill me when list. when when like when Logitech was like, "Hey, check out our stream." Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, "Yeah, yeah. nah, bro." We should have talked nah, about bro. that though. The little Logitech handheld. <laughs> Three hundred. It's like two hundred bucks. Yeah, it's like two. I can't remember. I think that, yeah, it's something. Dude, I think it's already been discounted. Yeah. I think you, they wanted, you were already able. To, yeah, it's a joke. Discounted at three hundred bucks. Listen, folks, if you if for some reason you don't want to buy the deck, get get the switch, but don't get the Logitech. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it's stupid. In what, so anyway, in what world, man? It makes no sense. So expensive. That's it. That's the impressions of uh, Steam Deck, <laughs> and uh, people should buy one. So yeah. Yeah, I recommend. That's it, it folks. Too. Bye. Peace.